Hi, I'm Grace Beeson. I'm a professional relationship coach trained in authentic leadership. Each week, I come to you on the Because Why Not podcast with stories from my own life of things I've experienced, things I've read, learned, anecdotes of every day, and that I hope that you will learn from or at least have a good laugh about. So thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate your support. Would love it if you'd leave a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts or anywhere that you listen regularly and subscribe. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. I have sweaty palms right now. Just chewed my cuticle. My mouth is a little dry. Um, And I feel... Like I'm going to cry and I feel emotional and right now I'm recording this not knowing if I'm going to share it and giving myself permission to not share it unless I feel ready to once it's done. But I do feel um, like it's the right time to record it because uh, it's on my mind, it's certainly on my heart Um, and I believe right now the only uh, way to move past these feelings I'm having in this moment in time is to um, do this, which is what I know how to do. And that's open up about it and share about it. Um, so I had one of the worst days yesterday that I have ever had ever and certainly since I've been a parent um, over the last nine years. And I've had some hard days as a parent and in life, as we all have. Um, And I think the reason that yesterday felt so much worse as these days do as parents Um, is that I created it, that the day with my children unraveled because of me. So I'll tell you more about it, but today I'm, um, I guess I just want to say I feel raw. I feel like I'm recovering. I feel like um, my eyes are soggy, you know, like that I could cry at any moment. And I do feel that lately in this podcast, I've been sharing so much of me that is strong and powerful, resilient, growing, changing, um, evolving, transforming, and there's so much positivity and there's so much forward movement, um, so much positive self-talk, so much self-help. And I do feel that it's important to share moments like this because my podcast and how I'm moving forward in life as a coach and as a speaker and a writer, and all these things I'm doing, and want to do, 
um, is about vulnerability, of course, and about my own story and that I've learned that the value is in my own story. Um, and these really hard days are part of that. They're part of it. I'm not just on a unicorn with rainbows flying out of every hole in my body and my fingertips and my head. Like, they're really hard, dark days. And that's because I'm a human being. So I'm here with myself today, giving me the grace to be a human being um, and to know that there are hard, dark days and that I am going to do things that I wish I didn't and say things I wish I didn't and behave in ways I wish I didn't. But we all know, and if you don't already, I'll say it again, that your growth comes from where your discomfort is. And I have moved through and am experiencing still a lot of discomfort this year. And I have seen so much growth come from it. And in my continued feeling of discomfort as I continue to grow and evolve in my career and my life, um, I do still believe that there's a lot of um, growth from from everything that feels uncomfortable because it's change. I'm uncomfortable because I've changed. And I've had a lot of moments recently where I've cried and said from everyone to my therapist, to, to people coaching me, to friends, to my husband, I could have stayed the same. I just could have stayed the same. I didn't have to change. I could have stayed a rosé guzzling, party planning, center of the social universe, wedding planner. I could have just stayed the same. And then I wouldn't feel this way. I wouldn't feel like things are hard because everything is changing and everything's changed. Um, within me, you know. Um, but the whole thing is that I knew that I needed to change everything. And it comes back to what I've spoken about before so many times and what I stood up in front of a room full of people four days ago and talked about, which is that my inner voice, my inner being, my authentic self, my soul, my pilot light, that thing showed me in an instant there was no other choice than to change, than to evolve. And I chose to not just hear the voice, but to listen. And so... I've made it very far down this road, but the road is literally never ending. Like it's constant growth and change every day because I've taken it on. Um, and I guess all this to say that like there are days that feel like I'm on a unicorn with rainbows shooting out of me. There are a lot of days like that and moments like that. There are. That's genuine. That's an authentic feeling. Um, but there are a lot of moments that don't feel like that. 
and I have to will myself to keep going and remind myself that it's for a purpose and that the more work I do on myself to excavate these layers to move myself forward in a wholehearted, authentic way with joy as the outcome, you know, um, the more I do this, the more it benefits not only me, but the people within these four walls who are, um, who I'm concerned about and who I'm focused on. And, um, they are everything. They are the reason. And, um, yeah, so there are bumps in the road. There are just bumps in the road. It is not always a smooth road. And, and so I'm sitting here today alone, uh, comforting myself through this by recording this and then potentially sending out, sending it out into the universe for you to, I hope, comfort you to say there are days that are just really hard and that's okay. That's being a human. There are experiences in your life, in your past that hurt, that have to be confronted, but that don't define you and that you can move on from. And a lot of it is a choice. And, and I think that's a big piece of this message today that that I had to make a choice to shift my mindset and my mood yesterday. Um, I did receive some really wise counsel from my various sources that I, you know, turn to. Um, and it's important in those moments to not feel like you're alone, but so much of it is a choice and a, a choice to keep doing the things that, you know, make you feel good. So, um, for me, um, it's a choice to not drink because that would only make me feel worse. Um, it's a choice to stop yelling because I had made myself and my children feel about as bad as they could possibly feel and as bad as I could possibly feel with all the yelling. Um, it's a choice to recognize that it's a shit day and that it's going to come to an end and tomorrow's going to be a new day. It's a choice to shove Oreos in my mouth um, and know that that's the temporary uh, soothing I needed and, you know, stuff like that. Like it's not, it's not complicated um, and it's not really even that interesting in the moment, but it's like, it's just to acknowledge that, um, there are hard days. And if you keep doing the things that you know, make you feel bad, your horrible day is going to last longer. It's going to carry on into the next day. And I really was able to wake up today 
and start fresh. Court, my eight-year-old, came to my bedside this morning and said, Mommy, are you still on your roller coaster? And I said, No, I'm not. I'm off of my roller coaster. And he said, That's great. And he gave me a hug. So if you can imagine what it feels like to have your heart scooped out like a grapefruit with a rusty spoon, that's what I feel right now telling you about this and about my beautiful, soulful children and their resilience. Um, and that they have a mother who's passionate and loving and completely devoted to them. But who's also very complicated and not always smooth sailing. And I just reached my limit yesterday is the gist of it. I reached my limit. It had been just a perfect storm of a week with certain highs like taking second graders on a fun field trip, like delivering a keynote address in front of 50 business owners and sharing my story to wonderful feedback. Um, you know, there were highs, but, oh, yeah, I also got a manicure and pedicure with my dear friend. I got acupuncture. Like, I did some things that felt great, and it felt like there was self-care mixed up in there, but... Um, I happened to be alone with the children for the week um, because Maddie was away working. I had a cold, so I didn't feel well. I didn't get to exercise, and I had a lot on my plate with the boys and with my own stuff. So it was just a perfect storm, and I got completely set off by being exhausted and Friday night being at a big school event with Court, just asking me to buy him stuff and wanting more snacks and didn't have, he wanted more money and I wasn't giving him enough money and he wanted me to buy him a hat and just, you know, it was like all of that. Like, you know, kids are driven by their egos. Like I get it. I see it now. It helps me be patient in moments. And then there are moments where I'm just like, I need you to stop wanting, stop wanting Stop asking me for things like go watch the basketball game. That's why we're here. I was just so irritated, you know? So I went to bed Friday night feeling that, feeling super irritated and like, I just need for you to stop asking me for things. And I'm sure I said that five times, if not more. But I was set off Saturday morning by, um, learning that they had been lying to me and sneaking the a combo platter of sneaking the Nintendo Switch early in the morning and playing it in bed, which they're not supposed to do. We don't have screens in the morning, generally before school, no Nintendo during the week. So it was this combination of like getting up super early to sneak TV on school mornings, stealing the Nintendo to watch it in their beds, like things that are annoying and they are breaking rules. Um, 
and that make me feel super mad because they're not listening to me. They're not respecting rules and boundaries. Um, but that I also know are not unreasonable for these boy children who are six and eight, who are driven by their egos and their wants and their own needs in that moment. And as a reminder, once again, they have lizard brains and they're very wise in so many ways and connected and compassionate and kind and respectful and all the things. And, and in the other sense, like they're just kids, like they're going to do things like that. Of course, they're going to steal the Nintendo and try and watch it. And also too, let's remember that this technology is like heroin for children. It's designed to be addictive. Of course, they can't self-regulate. Like I get all of it, but it still just infuriates me. And then I get infuriated because I feel like I set myself up for failure. Like, okay, why do I leave it out there accessible if I know they can't self-regulate? Put it away, put it somewhere where they can't get it, whatever. But it was a perfect storm of all the aforementioned reasons that I was worn out this week, um, combined with this cluster of them not listening to me, asking for a million things from me, um, and then sneaking around the Nintendo, waking up super early. And it was very literally the teardrop that, um, caused the bucket to overflow. Um, and I lost it. I dropped my basket, which we do as mothers and parents and as people. Um, but it was not good. It was not pretty. It was not controllable. It went on and on. I could not stop. It was screaming, banging around. I threw a giant water bottle and I cursed a bunch for effect. That's my new thing now that they're a little bit older. I pepper in lately some really naughty words for effect because they know how bad those words are and then it shows how really mad I am. I'm not justifying this to you or telling you that this is reasonable. I'm just telling you what happened um, because I know now that sometimes sharing horrible things that happen um, can help someone else and also in some way relieve um, the pain that I feel from it having happened. So I feel a little bit like I'm popping my balloon here by sharing this, but it also feels raw and vulnerable because it was really, really, really dark. Like I felt awful yesterday and it started at seven in the morning with one giant terrible episode um, that then led me to sequestering myself, speaking to my therapist for an hour, which is amazing. And again, therapists have a place in life, as do coaches. They can serve very different purposes. They can be used in combination, um, especially therapists who also understand children. It's an amazing thing for a mother and a father. It's incredible. Mm. Um, but what happened was 
you know, I felt just really raw. So it was like one basketball game. Then I took them to lunch and I was pretty smooth. We had a nice little lunch out, but I still was like just feeling edgy and tense, you know, it was still the same day. I was still just feeling awful. We kept going. We went grocery shopping for my mom. Went to go do a little visit with her, help her with some things. Um, went to another basketball game. And I just had to like sit in a corner at the basketball game and nod politely to the moms and dads I saw who I knew. And do my best to exchange pleasantries when really I wanted to go hide in a dark corner. Um, and we came home and I finally, six hours after leaving the house, got home and was able to go to my room and be alone. And I said to the boys, I need to go to my room. I need to be alone. I need for you to respect my space and not ask me for anything for the next hour. And they did. They really, really did. And they knew that I meant business. I mean, they knew it because it's hard for them not to know it when they've experienced what they experienced with me yesterday morning, which creates sheer terror in them, if I'm being honest. Um, there's nothing comfortable for them, of course, about seeing me scream and cry and bang around. It makes them cry. It makes them, of course, feel nervous. Um... And they just want it to end. You know, my six-year-old plugs his ears. Court goes into his, like, I'm sorry, mommy. I'm sorry, mommy, which just breaks my heart. Um, and I watch these things playing out in front of me, almost in slow motion, like a movie. And I'm watching patterns repeated with my own children that I never wanted to repeat. Um, but what I can tell you, and that I've told myself and my husband, who knows all of this, because of course he needs to and I want him to, um, is that the bright side of all of this is that I come back to them after dropping my basket like this. I come back to them almost immediately with love. You know, I may be shrieking one moment about them not listening to me, not respecting me, um, etc. But it's followed. It is always followed up, no matter how little or big my frustration is with them or my losing it is, it's always followed up with a conversation because I know how to communicate. And it's a conversation and communication about why I was upset. Um, it's always about the way I behaved and 
you know, yesterday I, of course, apologized 400 times for yelling, but I also explained that, you know, it's not a way that I ought to communicate with them, nor do I want to. And I explained immediately to court. We had two beautiful conversations yesterday that are the incredible outcome of this horrible day where I sat down with him and held his hands and explained to him that while I was frustrated with the the lying and the things that he had been doing to irritate me, my reaction to him was not proportionate to what he had done. The way I had acted was not reasonable. It wasn't okay. And it was not all about what he had done. That it was also about me being tired, me having had too busy of a week, being overwhelmed about XYZ PDQ. I don't go into all the details with him. He's eight. But I did share with him very openly that I overreacted about what he did and that it was not all about him. And I apologized and I was humble. And I said, I'm the adult and it's my responsibility to be the adult and behave like the adult. And I didn't. And I'm sorry. And I make mistakes. And you witnessed me today make a very, very big mistake. And... Of course, I always tell them how much I love them and how they're the most important thing to me and to daddy and how we would do anything for them and that I always have their health and safety and happiness in mind and that I would never hurt them and that they're always safe. I can't have conversations as in-depth with Than yet, though I had my own version with him where I apologized for yelling and explained ways I was feeling and talked to him about his behavior. And um, and I do feel better after I have these conversations, if only because I feel like I've tried. And I think as parents, you know, we're always just doing the best we can. And I know that we're doing really well. And I know that parenting is one of the single hardest things one can ever do in life. If you do a good job or you're focused on doing a good job and caring and prioritizing your kids and all of that. Um, But it's hard and it's humbling and it's exhausting. And... Um, you know, but had this amazing conversation with court, which is, this is what I wanted to, to share with you. One of the most important things, which was that yesterday afternoon, after I'd been sort of okay all day, I came downstairs after my break from being away from them, sequestering myself in my room and I got really mad again and I started banging around about something. Um, it just happened out of nowhere, you know? Like I just, I was having a day and like I could 
not stop myself and do all the things that I know how to do to stop myself from overreacting. Like it just wasn't going to happen yesterday. There was no time to take count to 10 or take a bath or do 10 jumping jacks or a walk around the block or, you know, shove CBD tincture under my tongue or scream into a pillow or call a friend. Um, There was no time because I was already at like red hot level 5 million. So I dropped my basket again and then I tried to calm down and it wasn't as bad as in the morning, but I pulled it together. I pulled it together and court said to me, can, can you please stop speaking in the mean voice? I've asked you to please stop speaking in the mean voice. And I said, I'm sorry, I'll try. And he said, it's just that you're up and you're down today. You're up and you're down. And I said, I know, you're right. You're right. And it just like stopped me in my tracks. This child is, we know that children are intuitive. He's so wise. He's so aware. He's so emotionally connected and he's so communicative. And I said, you're right. It's like a roller coaster, isn't it? It's like a terrible feeling roller coaster today. And he said, yeah, and you don't even like roller coasters. And I said, you're right. I don't like roller coasters. I hate roller coasters, real ones and emotional ones. And he said, so why don't you just get off? And he started telling me this story. It's this uh, children's book by Lemony Stickett. Lemony Stickett. And it's called, I think it's called The Bad Mood and the Stick. And he started telling me the story of the bad mood and the stick. It's like in that book, Mommy, when the bad mood follows her around all day and she can't get rid of it. And he tells me the whole thing about how her ice cream falls on the ground and this happens and that happens. And then she decides to give it away and she's free of it and it goes to someone else. And this bad mood travels all around the whole world. And it might come back to you one day but you don't have to keep it. And so we sat together again and I said, I'm going to just, I'm going to just give it away. And he said, he said, yeah, you can just let it go. You can get mad, but then you can just let it go. And so I did. And so once again, I was reminded as a mother that my children are my teachers. And 
they are teaching me every single day. Not just new things they learn that I've never known before, like baseball statistics, Minecraft strategies, not just things like that, but they're teaching me things about myself. They're teaching me things about who I am and how I walk through life, and they're teaching me about who I want to be. And they're reminding me about who I want to be, how I want to change, how I want to do better and be better all the time for them and because of them. And they also remind me always how connected they are, how really like tuned in they are and children are because they've been on this earth for a shorter time. They're almost less, um, I want to say colored by the trauma of life or they've just had fewer experiences. They have less to reference to. They're far less influenced by outside things. So they're very tapped into like what's happening energetically in the universe. I believe that, but they're also very tapped into what's happening to the people who are closest to them in life, which really so often are their, their parents and they know what's going on with you all the time for better or worse. And they sense deeply when there's trouble or when you're uncomfortable or feeling disease. They get it. And they just know. They just know. And I know that not everyone has a kid who can communicate it right back. And I know that um, not every parent is able to or wishes to communicate with their kid in the way that I do or the way that I'm offering up that helps me um, and helps strengthen my relationship with my kid and my kids. But I do know that kids are keenly aware of what's happening in their environment. And I can tell you honestly that that is also um, been a big motivator for me uh, for a lot of changes that I've made, including drinking, because they know what's going on. And it makes kids feel very, very, very nervous and unsafe to be in an environment where their, their parents are um, not wholly themselves and wholly present. And I didn't want them to ever feel that from me or any more so than they already have deep in their souls, even if they can't articulate it. So, um, yeah, I was just reminded again, like, you know, just that my kids are my teachers and that in such a 
powerful, painful, at times, truthful way, they remind you who you are. You know, there's that saying or thought or feeling or teaching about how everyone in our lives, and I've mentioned this before, everyone in our lives are a reflection of who we are, some way that we are, ways that we are, or things that we want to become, or things that we want or need to change in ourselves. And I do believe that I'm, you know, first, first off, I've noticed so much over the last year, what that means for me. Like I've just started noticing kind of where and how I'm reflected in the people in my life. Um, again, for better or worse. And with my children, I can see myself reflected. I can see them reflected back in me. I can see myself in them. And I did really feel that yesterday that this second grader, this beautiful soul, with the kindest heart and the most earnest sense of connecting with me, earnest sense of wanting me to be okay and wanting to understand me and the world around him and everything about it, I did see him hold a mirror up to me and say, look at yourself, look at me. We're here together. What do you want to change? And I'm just really grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the terrible, awful day ending and for my boys waking up like brand new shiny beams of life today seemingly unscarred though I know there are scars in there that I've created but knowing that they're resilient and that we can move on and I can do better and learn from this and that the There are many important lessons here, and I'm going to tell you what my lessons and my takeaways are from this situation, since I imagine many of you have experienced a situation like this, too, with your children or with your partner or someone close to you, even if only with yourself, that the takeaway for me is this. There are days that are really awful. Let them be awful. Lean into them being awful. 
very often you can't change the day that day. Two, I can avoid reaching this limit, this pinnacle moment of trauma and terror for my children, trauma for me, uh, by doing all the things that I need to do in order to make sure that I'm okay every single day as much as I can. And that list for me is like enough sleep, eating healthy foods, and not just crap, because it does actually make me feel awful. Um, trying to get some sort of exercise, fresh air, sunshine, even if for only 20 minutes a day. Like whatever's on that self-care list, it has to happen every day. Um, not overextending myself, looking at my week as a whole and saying no to a school field trip if I have too much going on, even if my kid wants me to be there. Um, so avoiding those red hot explosive dropping of the basket moments, making sure I don't get to that moment by taking care of myself every day leading up to it. And that is constant, consistent work. And it's a long list, but it's worth it. Um, also having tools in my tool belt for what to do rather than screaming at my children. And part of that is remembering and really believing in my own good feeling. Like, in other words, wanting to feel good more than I want to be angry at my kids for what they did. So even if I was irritated that they were lying to me and sneaking the Nintendo, stop myself from screaming and getting mad at them and instead deciding that I wanted to have a good day and feel good instead and that I would handle it with them when I felt like I could have a rational conversation. So it's about placing great importance on your own sense of feeling good, of inner peace. I hope that makes sense. Prioritizing that, because if that's prioritized, then reacting and overreacting um, will reduce, become reduced because you choose feeling good instead. Um, and being open to receiving messages from wherever they come, feedback, even if it's from your children, knowing that it's okay to make mistakes. It doesn't make you a bad person or a bad parent. And I think the most important one of all, which I'm working on today and every day is forgiving myself for moments like this, for days like this. Making the choice every day to not measure myself by the ways in which I believe I failed my children, 
but instead measuring myself by the ways in which I love and care for them in such a huge, wholehearted, selfless way every day. Because I'm very proud of of that, and that um, definitely stands out, and the other stuff can be forgiven. <sighs> Doesn't make it okay. I made a big mistake yesterday in the way I behaved, but it's not what needs to be focused on. So thank you for being here with me today. I'm going to sit on this for a moment and then I think send it out there like I do everything else with the hope that it um, helps you and brings you some sense of peace or some gives you some idea for how to move forward from a hard moment in your day um, with your children or otherwise that there are hard moments, there are hard days, and that is okay. That is being a human being. And just give yourself grace, really. I really know what that means now. And it's vital and makes a huge difference. So be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. You're doing great. I'm doing great. Bye.